Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi, I'm Neil Driscoll, and today I'm going to talk to you about leaving ground on the racetrack when you're out having fun. So, where this has come from is, you know, a, a, a big part of what we do is help people get started in their in their racing journeys and so you know maybe moving into doing their first twilight races or you know early offshore races maybe even you know their first or second uh, Sydney to Hobart races before they've kind of really found their feet and just you know provide the mentorship required to get out there and I found a few consistent themes coming up which I just wanted to share with you um the one is this really does hark back to uh, the thing in the rules of ABB that we say about use what you have. Um, it's, it, it's very tempting once you get that racing bug, regardless of your budget, to start spending money. Um, you know, f- for some people, if you've uh, got a wider budget, that might be upgrading sails or boats. And, you know, if you've got a tighter budget, it might just be, you know, buying buy more winch handles or a new shackle or whatever it might be. But often there is a lot that you can do with what you've already got to be sailing better and not wasting opportunities. And that, that's kind of what I, what I want to look at today. So um, the first in terms of using what you've got is the crew weight. Um, now, you know, I, I was recently in a, a discussion where, you know, we were discussing the merits of if we needed a, an additional headsail for a for a, you know, quite a significant size boat, uh, where it would have been quite an investment. And, you know, one of the points I raised was before we changed the headsail, she think that we should take the, you know, the fifty percent of the crew that were in the cockpit for the whole race and, you know, get them on the rail, um and make sure that we're actually optimizing, you know, the crew weight around the boat and you know, we did decide not to buy a headsail in that scenario because I do find, you know, especially when we're kind of doing twilights, it is all very casual and that's great and everyone's just having a bit of fun. But, um, you know, if you are wanting to sail a little bit better and especially if you're starting to kind of make an investment in things like sails or dives or coaching, um, then you really do want to make sure that you are getting people you know to to at least be up and in in the right positions and there's different ways of managing it and it, it's hard you know i find it really difficult when you kind of yeah if you like the fourth time in a race you've asked if people can get on the rail and they're sort of leaning in and not really where you need them you don't want to nag um and so you kind of with that you got to decide what kind of sailing you're going to do but what i would say is if you are still sailing at a point that you're not moving crew um you know, up and down and around the boat to help with the balance and trim as required. I I would suggest any money spent on coaching, diving and sales is a complete waste of time until you, until you start doing that. So that's a huge one, makes a massive difference and is often overlooked. Uh, the next one I just touched on is a, a clean bottom. Um, you know, I recently went on a boat to do a coaching exercise and they were getting absolutely caned by a matched boat and um and then when i got there one boat was getting a dive um once in you know in the year so six months halfway between the annual lift out they were diving 
Um, the other boat, the bottom was immaculate. Like I'd be confident they were getting dived maybe even weekly. So um, don't, I can't emphasize enough what a difference that can make. Again, it, it, you know, it's not always huge if you're, if you don't care, but if you are looking for improvements, um, you know, it depends on what you can afford or you could always get your own tank on or whatever, but um, it, it can make a massive difference. And I mean, we we used to focus on it a lot for ocean sailing because even just in cruise mode, you know, if you've got a couple of thousand miles to sail and you can, you know, make a gain of even, you know, quarter of a knot over, over two weeks, that's a pretty big difference. So, um Anyway, just factor that in. It's it's an easy one to overlook um, and it can kind of feel like, um, you know, unnecessary money to spend and that's fair enough. But um, if people are beating you, um, there's a reasonable chance that, that, you know, anywhere you're sailing the top sort of four or five boats are getting a regular diving program. And so if you're comfortable with, you know, not being in front of them or just every now and then having your day when it's so windy it doesn't really matter then that's great but um you know if you are looking for those gains you you really do need to think about your underwater maintenance through the year um another one uh comes up a lot is um coordinating uh after attack to actually have both sails eased and the helm down you know a few degrees to match the trim uh, whilst getting the boat speed back up yeah i've talked in previous podcasts about instrument calibration and you, you are relying on the numbers for this because we are looking at incremental gains but um you know if you're not dropping off your angle a little bit to just build up some boat speed before coming up on the breeze then you, every tack you're going to be losing against people that are doing that and um uh, you know, I've worked with pretty much all the best sail lofts i'm aware of um and i know that all of the people that go out, uh, particularly when they're helping the kind of race the cruiser market, would acknowledge, regardless of if they do need better sales or you know, um, you know, dives, etc. Nearly everyone that's looking for improvements uh, could do with making some improvements on their tax. Uh, full disclosure: obviously, that's where coaching comes in, um, and uh, you know, we just some basics around trim and improving your. Uh, upwind performance uh, can be can be achieved with just one uh, one coaching session with us easily. Um, that also feeds into communication. It's um, you know it's a big one. Is just getting everyone on the same page, especially if you've got a relatively inexperienced crew. It's really difficult for them to uh, understand: Are we bearing away, or are we bearing away for boat speed? Are we bearing away to avoid a boat? Are we? How long are we on this course? And Getting the communication clear and consistent, especially if people have learned in a, uh, a slang environment where, you know, maybe the terms are not actually what they're supposed to be, um, can make a huge difference. And more often than not, when I jump onto boats, you know, the helm's bearing away to get boat speed, but the trim hasn't been adjusted, or the head sails eased, but the main's pinned in, or the guys have eased the sail, but the helm's still high. Or, yeah. It's amazing what a difference that can make. You know, if you're wasting, you know, maybe... 35 45 seconds attack where you're going slower than everyone else after the attack you know you do 20 attacks in a race and there was your seven minutes which made the difference between probably first and eight for a lot of the time um and then finally is just being comfortable with where you are so if you've only got three or four people on a boat or maybe you've got 10 but only two or three that really know what's going on 
you really want to pick what you're going to work on and um you know the big ones are always going to be the helming and the uh and the trim and then i would say the crew weight um but more often than not i see crew weight um you know is something which we don't get too stressed about having people in the right place on board in exchange for making sure that we're making kind of fine adjustments on outhauls and uh you know halyards uh cunninghams and stuff and um and the reality is if you've got a full crew and people that can adjust everything all the time then it's great to be doing all of that but you know it if you're going to find that you you end up which is very common with the helm and three other people completely distracted from making the boat go fast just trying to adjust the outhaul um then you you probably find that whatever benefit that was going to give you uh was lost just in the boat being sailed badly for maybe two minutes maybe more um while you were trying to make that gain so um just to recap you know if you want to be sailing a bit faster particularly uh you know as you step up your racing a little bit more um make sure that you are focused on uh having everyone on board in the right position all the time if you're not helping you're hindering uh keep your bottom clean um make sure that you haven't got everything pinned in straight after the tax and that that's communicated accordingly keep the communication consistent and understandable um and open so people know what's going on and um you know if you are in a short-handed situation due to crew numbers or crew ability then um just you know things like halyards um maybe possibly even car positions uh outhauls etc you might just have to let that go and just focus on crew weight helming and sheeting positions uh to try and keep the boat going so um look, please let us know how you get on with this and um uh, just to implement slowly. Thanks. <laughs>